The Politocrat Daily Podcast is now on Pandora. It's great to be part of the Pandora family. You can listen to this podcast right now on Pandora or wherever you get your podcasts. So please subscribe and thank you for your support. Welcome to the Politocrat. I am Omar Moore. It is Tuesday, December the 29th, 2020. On this episode of the Politocrat, get your Kleenex ready. It's my job today to make you cry. I'll explain right after this. I don't want to make you cry in any kind of, you know, malicious or sadistic way. It's just we've had a really rough year and I'm sure you've already done quite a bit of crying in 2020. I know that I have. Um, We are now in the final three days of this year. And so while I am looking forward to the turning of the calendar, um, for me, this episode is one more last chance to look back and remember those who are no longer with us, who passed away in this calendar year, during this nightmarish calendar year. This does not include the well over 325, almost 330,000 people, if not more, and counting, who have passed away from coronavirus here in the United States. Nor does it include the nearly 2 million people worldwide who have passed away from coronavirus. Nor does this include people who have passed away from anything or from natural causes that are generally anonymous to most of the world, of course, except to their family and friends. This episode is the loss, and it is about the people that you have heard of, perhaps, or you do know, or have known, in your living rooms, on the radio, on television, on the big screen, in sports, in music, and in other forms of entertainment or politics or prominence. The loss. I don't have an exhaustive list, but I do think that these are people that you will have either heard of or have known or have seen perform live or have seen on television or read about 
And I'm just going to read names. Sometimes I will provide some kind of commentary or response. But sometimes I won't. And that is not to say that I respect them any less because I certainly do not respect them less. We had some real losses this year in the entertainment world. And the magnitude and scale of those losses in that public official entertainment sports world is really large. It's just phenomenally large. And as I said just a few moments ago, this is not an exhaustive list. There are people that I will mention on here. And then there'll be people who aren't on this list. And please do not take that for anything other than there's just so many people. So many people. Diana Rigg was one of the Avengers back in the day, in the 1960s to the early 1970s. She passed away this year and she played Emma Peel. That's where I first saw her on television in London. And I must say that she was the best Emma Peel that that television series had. There hasn't been an Emma Peel since who has met up to the greatness of Diana Rigg. Diana Rigg also played the uh, quote-unquote Bond girl uh, in one of the Bond films. I don't know exactly which one. It could have been Her Majesty's Secret Service, but I do not want to go on and be quoted as such. But Diana Rigg was a tremendous loss this year. Um, I'm not going to give out ages of these people, although some of them are older and some of them are remarkably young. Diana Rigg is a, a major loss. She will be missed. As will Sean Connery. So Sean Connery, he was knighted um, after a long campaign to get him knighted. Um, passed away this year as well. Speaking of Bond, he was James Bond personified. Sean Connery. The Scottish actor and activist someone who believed fervently in Scottish independence. Unfortunately, he has not lived to see it as it is still yet to happen, but no doubt it will happen inevitably within the next year or two, if not slightly longer. Sean Connery played Bond at his very, very best and played Bond more often than anybody else at least seven or eight films, if I recall correctly. Dr. No was one of them most famously in 1962. Sean Connery developed a career after Bond, however, and it really began to flourish after his Oscar win for the film The Untouchables. And that was in the mid to late 1980s. 1987 was the film, or thereabouts. Sean Connery 
really had a second life as an actor in that respect because he was pigeonholed as James Bond for much of his career. But things, again, did start to change in the mid to late 1980s with the Oscar win for The Untouchables. He then went on to do a number of really good films, including The Rock, where he had an iconic presence back in 2006. He'd also done such films as Entrapment and Finding Forrester back in 2000, where he played a once great writer who ended up really being sheltered and left behind in New York City. And he inspired uh, and developed a relationship with a young black man who had his own prodigious talents. That was the film Finding Forrester. Sean Connery continued to act and was someone who was a humorist as well. Sean Connery. He passed away this year. John Le Carre, also known as David Bordwell, passed away this year. And it's unbelievable that he has um, done so. Not that we knew that he would live forever, but his writing will. One of the most influential novelists that has ever lived, actually, John Le Carre, who wrote spy novels, uh, par de excellence, and was once a spy himself. He worked deeply within um, the British uh, Secret Service. So he wrote from personal experience. The Spy Who Came In From The Cold, one of his most famous novels, as was Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. The latter of which was developed into a television series and also into a great movie directed by Thomas Alfredson back in 2011 or thereabouts. It starred the most iconic character that John le Carre had ever written, George Smiley. It starred, I should say, Gary Oldman as George Smiley. John le Carre uh, was strongly against the fascism and the Toryism of the UK and had some real problems with Brexit, among other things. John le Carre passed away this year. John Lewis. John Lewis. Congressman John Lewis. Statesman John Lewis. Activist John Lewis. Leader and inspirer John Lewis. One of the most significant losses of this year was the passing of this grand giant of conscience and of justice. His whole life, he fought to better the country called the United States of America. John Lewis was just incredible and incomparable. The arc of his life was really large. He started as a passionate student activist, a member of SNCC, a leader, a fighter. Of course, he was beaten severely on the Edmund Pettus Bridge in some Alabama in 1965. 
and he ended up fighting and sacrificing on that fateful bloody Sunday in order to really fight for what came to be the Voting Rights Act later that year that was signed into law by LBJ. John Lewis was a pioneer. He became a congressman and had been in Congress for at least 30 years. A master of oratory, passion, and fervent belief that voting was the best and is the best way to go. And that good trouble, necessary trouble, was absolutely imperative. John Lewis, a giant, passed away this year. Chadwick Boseman, the actor, a young man, barely saw the age of 40. Most famously known as the actor who played Black Panther. Wakanda forever. Chadwick Boseman had a brief but very busy film career. He played Jackie Robinson. He played Thurgood Marshall. Playing very significant figures in American history as those two were. Really defined Chadwick Boseman's career and his maturity and his choices in film. He was a leader in his own right. And his passing was particularly shocking and surprising because virtually nobody knew that he had, I guess it was some kind of cancer that he was dealing with. I believe it was colon cancer or something to that effect. And to continue acting during that, especially during Black Panther, was just remarkable. Chadwick Boseman gave a speech at the Howard University commencement several years ago. And it was a speech that inspired. He was a decent person. He illuminated people's hearts. And he definitely left a legacy of inspiration, leadership, joy, truth, love, and the belief in goodness and the decency in people. And he touched the hearts of so many. Wakanda forever. Chadwick Boseman acted in numerous other movies, including The Five Bloods and, most recently, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is available, by the way, on Netflix. Chadwick Boseman, Wakanda forever. There will be more. The Loss 2020. Coming up right after this. Welcome back. I don't know if you've used any Kleenex yet, but um, this is an episode that I, I really wanted to do before this year finished um, and there are still two more days after this one uh, in 2020 as we are at December the 29th of this year and 
there are um, two episodes to say, and one of them is going to be about the year overall. Um, but I do want to do this episode first because I do think this is really important to look back on some of some of these individuals who really touched the lives of so many millions and billions of people. One way or another, some of these names on here, many of these names on here, um, some of them American, some of them British, some of them maybe from other countries as well. Um, and um, yeah, maybe I am partial more to the UK and the US. Um, but there are names from around the world that may not be on this list who great, who gave a lot of joy and laughter um, and brightness to people's lives, even during this very miserable year. And I do want to acknowledge them, even if I've not given their names out. Some of the people that I'm going to continue reading about here and telling you about, I will be telling you about even more briefly than others. And again, that's not to be disrespectful. That is to um, just acknowledge just the amount of loss, the sheer volume of people. And again, this list is a partial list of those famous individuals or noteworthy individuals that you may know of or have heard of or have seen perform who passed away in this calendar year during this year. Um, and I'm going to continue with that list now. Hall of Famer Lou Brock. Uh, Lou Brock, the Major League Baseball player, was a legendary base stealer. And anybody who knows anything about Major League Baseball knows that Lou Brock at one time held the all-time record for stealing bases. The stolen base leader was eclipsed, um, I guess in which decade, I do not remember whether it was the early 2000s or the late 1990s, was eclipsed by Ricky Henderson. Lou Brock was a phenomenal baseball player and Hall of Famer and for years had that record of stealing bases. He was extremely quick. And he's no longer with us. Lou Brock, an icon, an icon in Major League Baseball in the United States. Bob Gibson is also, was also an icon in Major League Baseball. One of the most dominant and domineering pictures of his era, Bob Gibson of the St. Louis Cardinals, was one of the most fiercest and most ardent competitors you could ever hope to have on your team. But if you were in the opposing dugout, look out, because Bob Gibson did not spare you. He was a masterful pitcher a majestic warrior on the field for the team he played for, the St. Louis Cardinals. In the mid-1960s to the late 1960s, he was the most dominant pitcher of his era. And yes, there was Sandy Koufax as well, but Bob Gibson enjoyed a three or four year stretch, particularly in the late 1960s, around 66 through 68, 69, where he was untouchable, particularly in playoff situations. Bob Gibson 
was absolutely dominant. He was as intense and as committed to his pitching and to the game of baseball as anybody who has ever played in the major leagues or in the Negro leagues for that matter. Bob Gibson, a leader and a trailblazer and a real warrior on the mound. One of the greats of the Hall of Fame in Major League Baseball passed away this year. Dame Barbara Windsor. Well, well, well. This loss was another big one this year. I can't think of anybody in England who meant more than Dame Barbara Windsor, who passed away in this calendar year. Arguably, and I don't think I'm getting too far ahead of myself in saying this, this was the biggest loss of celebrities that England had. This particular loss of Dame Barbara Windsor, who was dubbed, and then there's another one coming actually, who is just as big, if not bigger, um, right after her that I will get to. But Dame Barbara Windsor was hailed as the unofficial Queen of England. She was truly a national treasure in England. She was a stage star, someone who spoke her mind, was passionate, fearless. And while she was a very small individual in terms of her stature and height, she was very big at heart. And real with people, which is one of the things that I was most impressed with in observing Dame Barbara Windsor. She was, of course, well known, at least I remember her very well, in the Carry On series in England. The Carry On films in the 1960s and into the 1970s were much more of the bawdy, fun-loving, double entendre type. This and they were, yes, regrettably, they were highly misogynist, particularly in the 60s and 1970s. But Dame Barbara Windsor was not just was not just someone who was playing along with it all. She was wise. And in those roles back then in the 60s and 70s in the carry on series of films. She was much more intelligent than all the men and all the other women who uh, seemed to be getting played for a laugh. And those films also made fun and lampooned the men as these one-dimensional dolts, which, quite frankly, that was the role they were playing. Dame Barbara Windsor had numerous careers, it seemed. One in the carry-on world, one in the theatre world, and one in the post-theatre world when she ended up doing East Enders for a number of years in her later life. It was a completely different role for her, a owner of the famous pub in Albert Square that did not take any mess from anybody. A complete 180 from the carry-on films. Dame Barbara Windsor, a national treasure in England and across the UK, but in England in particular, Everybody has a Barbara Windsor story in England who is of a certain age. For me, it was just the way she spoke. The East London 
Cockney, gritty, real Barbara Windsor, Dame Barbara Windsor. Definitely a national treasure in England. The other dame that I think is just as significant a loss for England and the UK in 2020 is Dame Vera Lynn, the famous World War II singer, actor, most famously known for We'll Meet Again, the great song that she was singing to the soldiers during that period of time. Somebody who reflected a strength and a pride and an optimism. Dame Vera Lynn. We'll meet again. Don't know where. Don't know when. But I know we'll meet again. Some sunny day. One of the most shocking losses and heartbreaking losses of 2020 was that of Kobe Bryant, the basketball player for the Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA. He also lost his daughter as well, Gianna Bryant. Both of them died in a horrible, horrible crash of a helicopter, I believe it was, or a plane, small plane. In January of this year, seven other people died in that crash. It was with complete disbelief that myself and I'm sure countless millions of others on a Sunday in late January, just around noon or just thereabouts, Pacific U.S. time, got the news that Kobe Bryant was killed in this crash as well as his daughter Gianna, and as I said, seven other people. It was just hard to believe that this news was even true. But sadly, it was. Kobe Bryant played for the Los Angeles Lakers for his entire NBA career. Bryant won several championships, and also was somewhat cosmopolitan. He um, grew up partly in Italy and could speak uh, Italian and a number of other languages. Kobe Bryant uh, was also an Oscar winner, won an Oscar uh, for a film that he did, a short film he did. I believe it was an animated film, not too many years ago now, but he did win an Oscar. Kobe Bryant made news on and off the court in the NBA. Some things not so great, some things much greater and better. Nonetheless, Kobe Bryant was someone who influenced and was idolized by millions and millions of people around the world for his fun-loving but determined and warrior mindset on the basketball court. Kobe Bryant will be sorely missed by the NBA family, but not only that, by people all around the globe who were heartened and loved the way he played the game. 
Kobe Bryant was also featured in Spike Lee's documentary Kobe Doing Work from 2009. And he scored a record 81 points in one game. Well, it was a record, of course, um, but not quite a record, if you will, because, of course, Will the Stilt Chamberlain scored 100 points in a game years ago. But Kobe Bryant scored 81 points in a game against the Toronto Raptors during his career. Kobe Bryant, nicknamed the Block Mamba, was someone who really believed in being your best and doing the best. And he had a deeply philosophical outlook and also inspired so many to be better on and off the court. Kobe Bryant leaves behind his children, several of them, and his now widow, Vanessa. Gianna Bryant had the future and her whole life ahead of her. She was going to be a great basketballer, a great athlete, and a great person, most importantly of all. And I cannot imagine just how much that family is hurting right now. Gianna Bryant had so much more to live for. And unfortunately, she wasn't barely a teenager before she also was killed in that crash. How are you holding up here? Well, I hope that you uh, are doing as well as you can under these circumstances. And this is just an episode I just want to do because I just believe we cannot forget. Uh, I'm sure those of you who've actually lost someone know that well, and you do not need me to say that to you. I, I just think that this has been such an incredibly difficult year. And I think you would agree with me. And in your own lives, I'm sure there are things that you can point at that make this year a painful one. I really do hope that there are some good things that you can point to this year amidst all of this that we're all going through. We are all going through this. I'm not so sure that we are all going through it together as much as we are going through it differently. But I can say we are all going through this, whatever you think this is. My definition of this is this loss, this attack, this assault, this mourning, this grief, this mental health challenge that I think each and every one of us, including myself, needs to address. You know, I really do think that's true. How can one go through such a year like this and think, even if they haven't been touched by people losing their lives personally, and think that everything is okay with them? Most, if not all of us here in the U.S. and many of us have not gone through this. Some of us have. And some of us very severely have prior to this year. But in this manner, in this sustained manner, 
there are a number of us who have not. There will have to be a mental health examination of each and every one of us. Especially men. I do want to mention that, and I plan to talk about that a bit more. But I think it's time now to go back to these losses of these people that we have known or think we know or grew up knowing or have known or met or seen in person or watched. Some of these names, again, will be read a bit more briefly than others. And again, I remind you not um, to take that as some kind of slight. And again, there are some names that I'll mention and some that will not be on this list, but it doesn't mean that I respect them any less. Kirk Douglas was someone I respected, 103 years young, and he passed away this year. Most famously known for Spartacus and, by the way, for Paths of Glory. His role in that movie was remarkable. Paths of Glory and Spartacus were two of the films directed by Stanley Kubrick. And even though Kubrick did not um, take the credit for, you know, he really didn't want his name on Spartacus. Um, he directed it and he also directed, as I said, Paths of Glory. And Paths of Glory was a marvelous movie and a great performance from Kirk Douglas, the actor extraordinaire, of course, father of Michael Douglas. Kirk Douglas was a monumental figure in movies, starred in so many movies. And he was one of the last of that age of Hollywood who continued on well into this 21st century. Kirk Douglas, 103 years young. Little Richard. Oh my goodness, how can you forget Little Richard? One of, I would say, the grandest pioneers of rock and roll. It would not be too much out of joint, and with all due respect to Sister Rosetta Tharp, who really was the architect of rock and roll, in my view. It would not be too much out of joint to say that Little Richard was as well. Great gosh almighty, tutti frutti. I could go on and on. All the memorable songs of Little Richard. He had his ups and downs like we all do. Little Richard was one of the enduring heartbeats of rock and roll. He was the architect. He was the grand man. The grand man of rock and roll. Rock and roll would be very little of anything without Little Richard. And many white artists copied his style. And copied his sound. There was none like him. Little Richard was singular and he was superb. His career spanned many decades and generations. And I, for one, will miss him tremendously. 
He always spoke the truth. He always got to the heart of the matter. Earlier this year, earlier this year I did an, an episode tributing Little Richard. And it seemed like he would live forever too. Alas, he won't. But his music will. His sound will. And his influence will. He influenced so many artists, black and white, the world over. Elton John certainly was one of those, and he paid great tribute to Little Richard, and he had done in several songs years before Little Richard would pass. But let the record show that Little Richard was really the grand architect of rock and roll. Bill Withers, another majestic name of soul, of song. One of the gentlemen of pop, soul, R&B. Bill Withers' heyday was really in the 60s and 1970s. And some of his great tunes. Use Me, Lean On Me, many others. Those are the two that I can think of at the top of my head. I also did a podcast episode on him earlier this year. Somebody who was a blue-collar guy, was a basically a, a mechanic, I believe, in a car shop. He was someone who came from humble beginnings. Someone who really was not obsessed or even um, someone who made any kind of big deal about being a famous person. There's a, a famous album, album cover of Bill Withers holding a blue lunch pail. You know, this mechanic, uh, I guess it was a, a bucket or a, a mechanic toolbox or whatever it was. And it was blue. And he was standing near a car or something outside the place he worked. That was one of his album covers. And some of his workmates gave him a lot of grief when he was invited to all of these uh, talk shows in Hollywood and everything else. Bill Withers, um, what a sensational artist he was. There's a documentary on him called Still Bill, which I'm sure is knocking about somewhere online, whether it be YouTube, Netflix, or anywhere else, Hulu, Amazon. I don't know which one of them it is, but Still Bill is a great documentary, and you really should watch it. It was made a few years ago. Bill Withers, one of the great soul music, R&B, pop artists, and songwriters. He was a very good songwriter as well. What a loss he's been and is. Music producer and extraordinaire Andre Harrell passed away this year also. Was a significant influence. And he's no longer here. I believe he also had connections to Motown as well. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. And Andre Harrell, that was a really shocking loss. He was a young man when he passed away this year. He will not be forgotten. He had tremendous influence. He was somebody who was responsible for the, uh, bringing up the careers of, of groups like TLC and others. The all-girl band and the all-female the all band that 
um, thrived and still thrives, even without one of its members sadly departed. We know about Left Eye Lopez, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, who passed away years ago and very tragically as well. Andre Harrell um, really did know talent and he found it and honed it and he was well respected in an industry that is often ruthless and brutal to say the very least. It's also a very sexist and misogynist industry, one where violence against women is still very much in vogue. Heartbreaking. Andre Harrell, somebody who did care about talent, as much as I know, to the best of my knowledge, no longer with us. C.T. Vivian, a pioneer of the civil rights movement, he passed away this year as well. Someone who was in the forefront with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., one of his right-hand men. C.T. Vivian, someone who isn't often talked about as much as, say, John Lewis or Reverend Joseph Lowry, who also passed away this year. But C.T. Vivian deserves his own accolades and his own acknowledgement for who he was and what he did and how he shaped a movement for change in the United States of America. The Reverend Joseph Lowry, also somebody who was at the forefront, definitely one of the lieutenants of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. as well. Joseph Lowry, the Reverend, has enjoyed decades of activism and service Someone who cared about change and about black people. Reverend Joseph Lowry was a troubadour for human rights and civil rights. And his passing this year, another heavy blow. He definitely, though, was a bedrock of activism and continued on well into his 80s and into, I believe, his 90s as well. A stalwart and a voice of conscience. Reverend Joseph Lowry. Eddie Van Halen. A different kind of genius. He is somebody who, of course, was a magician with the guitar and found fame with Van Halen and then branched out on his own. His extraordinary, extraordinary guitar riff during Michael Jackson's Beat It was one of the signature things that Eddie Van Halen ever gave to us all. But his music genius with the guitar was a thing of beauty. Eddie Van Halen, no longer with us, and nor is Johnny Nash. I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. I can see all of the obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark clouds that have me blind. It's going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. And it will be in heaven for Johnny Nash. Because that's where I believe he is right now. Johnny Nash, you could say that he was a one-hit wonder with that fabulous song I can see clearly now. 
But Johnny Nash was more than that. He was somebody who gave us beauty and lyricism and love through music. His sound and his voice were so memorable. And that song highlights it as well. Johnny Nash. One of the departeds that I will always remember as for all the people that I have read so far. There's more coming up next. Welcome back. U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away this year. Alas, alas, alas. One of the more heartbreaking, most heartbreaking losses in 2020 was the departure of this legend. Along with John Lewis, the two people, I think, who just signified. I mean, just magnified losses because of the work they did. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was an advocate, an activist, a jurist with the jurisprudence from the bench and somebody who was a revolutionary figure as well for women's rights, for human rights overall. She never stopped fighting, even in a position from the bench of the highest court in the land of the United States. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was an unabashed champion for women, for black people, for people all over the country who could not fight as much as they would like to. And for those who did fight, but needed extra or wanted people to crystallize that fight. Ruth Bader Ginsburg fought for men as well, white men, black men. One of her most signature cases before she became a U.S. Supreme Court justice was a case of a white man who had argued about the situation with being out of work and being able to have children or rather to bring up children in a very signature case, benefits, etc., etc. This was a really important case. Now, forgive me, I don't remember the name of the case, um, but you can look that case up. It was a monumental case that Ruth Bader Ginsburg won as an attorney, an advocate, a leader, a hero. Ruth Bader Ginsburg became the conscience of a younger generation in her later years of life. The notorious RBG, she became an icon for younger generations. There were documentaries made about her, one of them by Julie Cohen and Betsy West, was called, of course, R.B.G. And there were movies made about her on the basis of sex, which was a film that came out a few years ago now, maybe three years ago, two years ago or so, with Felicity Jones playing Ruth Bader Ginsburg. There were kids all over the country who would dress as Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and not just for Halloween, for any time of year. They revered her, and she was a figure to be revered. Like Dame Barbara Windsor, she was definitely someone 
who was short on t- in terms of stature, but her heart and her presence loomed large in a really good, positive way. She really was one of the great consciences of America. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who kept fighting to the very, very end, numerous health issues. And even though she was not well in her final days, she was still participate in oral arguments from hospital beds while she was being treated. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a fighter, a fighter, a passionate believer in equality and justice. And America really owes a great debt to her for all of her advocacy. And I believe in years to come, Ruth Bader Ginsburg will get the kind of proper accolades in terms of her stature and respect than she got during this year that she actually passed. I think that she will get that in years to come, although it is sad that it seems to have to have to happen that way. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, what a champion. We can only think and hope to be as lucky to have anyone the likes of her grace this earth again. Jack Charlton, the famous manager for the Republic of Ireland, the football manager. He was quite a personality and a character, Jack Charlton, born in Newcastle or thereabouts in England. He was fierce. He was a character. He had a big heart and he was not afraid to say what was on his mind. Jack Charlton is the brother, the younger brother, was the younger brother, brother of Sir Bobby Charlton, who is still with us and is suffering, unfortunately, from dementia. Jack Charlton had a big heart. He was of the people, though, and he was always a fighter, a fierce competitor. I believe he was also manager of the English football club Leeds United at one point, And I believe also at Newcastle United as well. Someone will correct me if I'm wrong. Jack Charlton will be sorely missed. What a character he was. Nobby Stiles, the England football player who played in the 1966 World Cup winning team in England, of that England team, also passed this year. He will be missed, as will Ray Clements, the goalkeeper for Liverpool and for Tottenham in football. I believe he was at one point England's goalkeeper as well, but I am not 100% sure. And I remember Ray Clements back in the 1970s. He also, again, um, got a lot of accolades for his goalkeeping skills for Liverpool, for Tottenham and others. Ray Clements will be sorely missed. Herman Cain. Herman Cain, the 999 guy who ran for president um, not too long ago, actually. I believe it was in 2016. He died this year after attending a Donald Trump rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He died of coronavirus. He went to that rally, regrettably, without a mask and without distancing. And he was in his late, ni- late 70s. 
and as a black man in his late 70s, two serious risk categories, of course, being a man also as a male, that's another one. He really opened himself up tragically and unspeakably and inexplicably to this very sad predicament. Herman Cain passed away this year. The country music artist and legend John Prine passed away this year as well. I believe it was also from complications from coronavirus. John Prine, um, one of the greats, the folk country singer who had a real strong identity in his music and songwriting. John Prine, someone who really did speak the truth through his music and was very clear about that as well. Some of the great songs that he's done over the years will stay with us all forever. John Prine, he's no longer with us this year and it just doesn't seem right that he isn't. The gambler Kenny Rogers, no longer with us either. Someone who really was Terrific in his heyday of the 70s and into the 80s. The Gambler was an album and a song that was significant and marked this kind of spirit that Kenny Rogers had. A country music guy, but also a pop guy in later years. Kenny Rogers turned, particularly in the 1980s, to songs like Lady and did duets with the likes of Dolly Parton. Kenny Rogers passed away this year. Breonna Taylor was murdered, executed by police as she lay in her bed in her home in Kentucky. Breonna Taylor, the world knows her name. And quite frankly, I would rather that she still be here and very few in the world know her name. But we must never forget Breonna Taylor. Ever. 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 She had so much to live for as well on top of that. And even if she were, twen- if she were not in her 20s. Even if she were 120 as opposed to 26 years old. Breonna Taylor should still be with us. So should George Floyd. I would rather, too, that the world not know his name and that he instead still be here with us. George Floyd. There really isn't too much else to say, is there, after you say those two names? Except to say that we must continue to push for justice, for a dramatic shift in this system that allows police to do this and hold those politicians accountable who refuse to move on these issues and also make it clear to politicians who like to scapegoat people who have the temerity to say defund the police that people who dare attack that and who are in power should expect to have a fierce rebuke at the polls Because when people, black people in this case, continue to be murdered by police 
and people's budgets in these towns continue to give police all this money when they are not doing anything to keep black people safe? Maybe it is a good idea to think about why, at best, at the very least, why people say defund the police. And all the police budgets continue to mushroom larger and larger and larger as a militaristic presence continues to grow on the streets of the United States of America. Why not defund the police when education has been completely defunded and when the police continue to kill black people with impunity and not face any kind of penalty for it? That is something to think about as you pay tribute to two people who should still be here, among many others. Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Rayshard Brooks, and so many other names. And for that matter, although he was not killed by police, he was killed by a white mob, Ahmaud Arbery, someone who should also be with us. And all of those who were lost to gun violence this year, all of those who were lost to domestic violence this year, and so many other things. Roberta McCain was the mother and matriarch of John McCain. She passed away this year. Res Wes Unseld, the famous NBA player and coach, head coach, passed away this year. Tom Seaver, the Hall of Fame Major League Baseball pitcher for the New York Mets, passed away this year. Ellis Marsalis, the father of the Marsalis brothers, Winton and Branford. And he himself, a legendary jazz musician in his own right. I remember seeing him in concert just a couple of years ago in New York City. And it was the last time I would see him in person. Rest in power, Ellis. You're one of the greats. Papa Boobab Diop, a Senegalese player in English football and for the national team in Senegal, passed away. Olivia de Havilland, one of the great, great film actors. She was film royalty. Olivia de Havilland. One of the greats from the golden age of Hollywood. Casey Jones, the legendary NBA head coach for the Boston Celtics and a player for the Celtics as well. A great champion, a great professional. K.C. Jones. I'll be reading off some more names right after this. Welcome back. In this final part of this episode, The Loss, I'm going to be reading out a number of names, pretty much nonstop here, just to illustrate there's so many people we lost this year in these more public disciplines, these more public arenas, acting, writing, you know, any of those areas, sports, politics, 
So I'm going to be reading out some more names here with occasional brief commentary of all of these people that we've lost. And again, it's a partial list. There's so many more beyond the people that you have heard here. Dave Prowse, of course, um, for those who know, played Darth Vader, but did not speak his voice. That was overdubbed by the one and only James Earl Jones, who thankfully is still here. Unfortunately, Dave Prowse is not. I remember Dave Prowse as the Green Cross Code Man in England back in the 1970s, when he was teaching kids to cross the street carefully, look both ways before you cross the road. Dave Prowse will be missed. David Stern passed away on the very first day of this new year, 2020, right at the top of the year. He was the former NBA commissioner, the commissioner of the National Basketball Association, a real ruthlessly um, pointed person as an attorney as well. Um, He was a, for lack of a better word, shit kicker. David Stern was ruthless. He was admired and feared as well, though. David Stern, though, was the face of the NBA as commissioner for many years, well over 20-plus years as the NBA's commissioner. He was liked, mostly by the fans, some by the players. The owners? Mm, Maybe, maybe not. But there we have it with David Stern. Don Shula, the legendary Hall of Fame coach of the Miami Dolphins, of course, led them to that perfect season in 1972. The NFL team, the Miami Dolphins, were never the same, really, after Don Shula left them. Kevin Green, the NFL Hall of Famer, as well, passed away. Anne Reinking, who was one of the great entertainers America has seen, she passed away as well the legendary actor for Chicago, the musical, and also someone who was an incredibly devoted artist, someone who believed so passionately in what she did and the heart she illuminated. Anne Reinking was bold for her day. It is really something that I don't think she's got the credit that I think she deserves. And in a world that had not been, if it had not been a sexist and misogynist and patriarchal world, we'd be talking about Anne Reinking, I believe, very differently. She was tenacious, she was passionate, she was brilliant. And the energy and passion that she brought to what she did and her confidence and her expression and her belief in a better world made her one of the greats. And she was really good at what she did. Anne Reinking, no longer with us. And it's sad that she's not. As it is sad that Charlie Pride, the legendary country music man, one of the um, earliest black people in country music, although I I would say that black people really were the uh, inventors of that music. You know, Ray, Ray Charles dabbled in it as well. But Charlie Pride was one of the all-time greats, a black man who was country music, particularly in the 70s, but even a little before that, perhaps. Charlie Pride was also a Negro League pitcher and a legendary one, too. 
So Charlie Pride had this amazing career, being a pitcher for the Negro Leagues, in the Negro Leagues, and being one of the icons of country music in the United States. Carol Sutton, a fine actor in her own right, and she is no longer with us. Dubbed the Queen of New Orleans, or I should say the Queen of New Orleans. Carol Sutton was also in Queen Sugar, the TV series created by Ava DuVernay. And my goodness me, lots of memories of Carol Sutton. One of the very best. One of the very best indeed. I wish she was still here. Those who have departed also include Tommy Tiny Lister, the film actor, Natalie Dessel Reed, another actor, and a great personality, Chuck Yeager, who broke the sound barrier. Of course, the right stuff was named, was, was profiled him essentially in that film. Rayford Johnson, the famous Olympian and track and field star, who also, by the way, helped to uh, subdue um, the assassin of Robert F. Kennedy back in 1968. That's not necessarily known by a lot of, the, of today's generation. Tony Shea has passed away as well this year. Diego Maradona, the football legend from Argentina. Diego Maradona has passed away. My goodness me. The former mayor of New York, David Dinkins. The first black man, the first black mayor of New York City passed away. The actor Thomas Jefferson Bird, who featured in a number of films, including several of Spike Lee's movies, such as Bamboozled, among others of them, and Clockers. Thomas Jefferson Bird was tragically shot dead overnight, several, about a month or two ago, maybe more, in Atlanta, Georgia. It was heartbreaking. Thomas Jefferson Bird, I believe, was in his, um, was he in his 50s or his 70s? I forget which. I believe it was in his early 70s, but he's no longer here. What a heartbreaking loss. Alex Trebek, the Jeopardy host, most famously the Jeopardy host, for many years, maybe 30 plus years, passed away. James Redford, the son of Robert Redford, passed away this year. Paul Matters, the bassist of ACDC, is no longer here. Vaughn McClure, the ESPN reporter, who had a charisma and charm and grace, he passed. Joe Morgan, the Hall of Famer in the Major Leagues of Baseball, part of the Big Red Machine for the Cincinnati Reds, and a legendary Hall of Fame broadcaster as well, if I believe. Morgan was terrific. He would appear on ESPN's Sunday Night Baseball. He was really, really good. One of the great second basemen in the history of the game of Major League Baseball. Whitey Ford, the chairman of the board, won more World Series games as a pitcher than any other in Major League Baseball history. He played for the New York Yankees, and as I said, his nickname was Chairman of the Board. The great Australian singer and performer Helen Reddy. Oh, Helen Reddy. My goodness, I didn't even realize that she had passed away in 2020, but she has. Helen Reddy. I remember her so well. And it's so sad that she's no longer here either. Patricia Hutchinson has also passed away. My goodness me. She was one of the singers in the group The Emotions. Pamela Hutchinson. Oh my goodness. What a loss. 
Michael Lonsdale, the actor, he passed away this year. Toots Hibbert, Toots Hibbert, the lead singer of Toots and the Matals, the reggae band, the legendary band. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's just, it just breaks your heart when you hear these names of people. Toots Hibbert? Oh, my goodness. It, 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 honestly, this is, it's not easy to, to, to do this, to read these names off, especially those that you really you knew or you heard of and, and you loved playing their music back in the day. Oh, dear me. It's like a piece of you has passed away, too, when you read these names out. Bruce Williamson of The Temptations, once a lead singer of that, of that legendary band, he has passed. Cliff Robinson, the NBA star and uh, one of the great players to play the game of NBA basketball. He of the Portland Trailblazers, where he, I think, played his whole career. A, a great competitor, but he made things look so easy back in the 1990s in particular. Regis Philbin, the entertainer, and game show host. I remember him. He used to do Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. He was the first host of that show in the U.S. And he did it so well. I remember he'd always wear that all black suit. He'd wear, well, not always, but often he would. The black shirt, the black tie, and the black jacket. And of course he was in, uh, he was famously on Live with Regis and Kathy Lee. That was one of the staples of his um, time. In New York, he is a New Yorker at heart. Regis Philbin would often appear on Dave Letterman's show, David Letterman's show, <laughs> wise cracking his way through. They were like a comedy duo, the two of them. <laughs> Regis Philbin, Reg, um, passed away this year. Kelly Preston, oh, Kelly Preston, the actor, passed away this year as well, and fairly young, in her 50s. She leaves John Travolta and uh, her children behind as well. Um, really sad that, Pe that Kelly Preston's not here. Zinzi Mandela, the daughter of Nelson and Winnie, passed this year. Very sad. And she was fairly young too. Nick Cordero was also fairly young. Barely in his 40s, and that is young. And he died, the Broadway actor... Uh, died from coronavirus and complications around it. Heartbreaking story. Had his leg amputated to uh, try to save his life and then only a month or two after that would end up dying due to coronavirus. I think this virus had really attacked him in so many different ways. And that's just a further reminder to all of you listening, all of you, to please wear a mask and practice physical distancing. You do not want to catch this virus. Even if you are young, younger even than Nick Cordero was, you want to be doing everything you can to keep yourself and people around you and your family safe. Even with a vaccine, we are going to have to continue to wear masks for a little while longer, for the foreseeable future. It's just going to be a different existence for us all. And please, I encourage you to read up about Nick Cordero and how this suddenly happened to him. And he leaves behind Amanda Klutz, who he had been with, married to for, I think, 13 years or so. 
and leaves behind children as well. That's the price of this. It's so painful. This is so heartbreaking. And this is difficult. And Nick Cordero is one of so many people who have passed from this virus. I really do implore people listening who somehow think that this virus is not serious, who think it's a hoax, who think it's not real, who don't believe in masks or think that, oh, you know, this is just some kind of conspiracy. This virus is real. It's a pandemic. It's killing people everywhere around the world. In England, the rates are skyrocketing. Here in the U.S., here everywhere, anywhere on the planet. The African continent is is gripped with this virus. South Africa in particular, young people are losing their lives to this new fierce variant of this virus. Please, I can only say to you, please, do take heed. Carl Reiner, one of the legendary greats of comedy, passed away this year, as did Jerry Stiller. They were like a tag team. Both of them will be sorely missed. The deans of comedy, they have been an institution in that bracket. Bonnie Pointer of the Pointer Sisters. Wow. She's no longer here. Fred Willard, the fine actor and uh, wisecracker extraordinaire. And wise man of comedy and acting, Fred Willard, no longer here. Lynn Shelton, the great filmmaker and artist, no longer here. Phyllis George, my goodness. Phyllis George, a trailblazer. Betty Wright, the great R&B singer. Irfan Khan, Brian Dennehy, Paolo Rossi, Maria Mercado of CBS News, Terence McNally, the great playwright, Roger Mayweather, the uncle of Floyd Mayweather, the boxer, Max von Sydow, the fine actor, James Lipton, B. Smith, Jeanette Dubois, who co-wrote the song Moving On Up, one of the great actors herself in TV, Nikita Perlwaligwa, Robert Conrad, Buck Henry, Neil Peart of the group Rush, and Pierre Cardin. Just a few of the people who left us in 2020. There are so many more. So many more names, famous and not so famous. People you know and people you don't. People the world has never heard of, but that you have heard of and you know. We must remember and we must keep going if we can. And let's hope that 2021 is a much better, happier, healthier, safer year for us all. But until then, we must remember and please wear a mask and physical distance. The lost, may all of these people I have read out to you, may they all rest in power. And my deepest condolences and most sincere heartfelt condolences to all of their family members. Thank you very much for listening to this edition of The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore.